Amen. Please turn your Bibles to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. You know, I myself had not realized that this summer we got nine new team leaders. And I didn't really, you know, when you put together all the numbers of the youth leaders and that equals 21, that's really encouraging. And I don't think South Bay has had that many leaders uh, in a while. And uh, I know we, uh, my, uh, Tina and I, we were here a few uh, years ago and we didn't have that many uh, team leaders. So uh, it's encouraging to be here. Uh, it's encouraging to have this team assembled. You know, tonight it really, uh, it's really important for us to meet tonight. And uh, again, I just want to thank you so much for being here. Um, I know that we're not uh, accustomed here back to youth ministry nights. This is kind of our first one back and we're still kind of working out all the bugs here with communication and different things. But really tonight uh, is really about us making one decision. And that is if we're going to continue to have nights like tonight or not. And so I'm with you. And, uh, but I think it's, it's good for us to evaluate together uh, you know, the cost of being together. Uh, and if it's really worth investing this amount of time, uh, the setting, it's a Saturday night, we're bringing food, um, and so uh, we haven't met like this together since January. And, uh, you know, there were some things that just, you know, during youth ministry night that just kind of weren't working out, and so we kind of took a, took a time out to kind of reevaluate things, and a lot more things happened in between, and a lot of transitions, and none of this is a bad thing. I really think all this is, is it's just part of God refining I really what, what the youth ministry should be like. And so I really hope that tonight we all just kind of land um, on whether we're going to have youth ministry nights or not. As you can see, uh, for various reasons, uh, not all the members of the family ministry are here. And I don't know the reasons, and I don't want to make that come across like a negative thing. I don't know. But the reality is that in the past youth ministry nights, uh, the, uh, our, our settings, it seemed, from what I've understood, I haven't been here, I haven't been here to one in South Bay, uh, but they weren't really well attended. There was kind of discussion, what's, what's the goal, what's the vision. So the hope again tonight is to really clarify that. But I want to start with this passage here in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And the Bible reads in, in verse 18, and we know this passage, we know this chapter from our study of what a church is, uh, you know, God arranging the parts there, and that's exactly what I want to read actually. Verse 18, it says, but in fact, meaning it's a fact, it's not by chance, God has arranged the parts in the body, every one of them, just as He wanted them to be. This is a little deep. It means what it's telling me is that God had picked us to be together, to raise our children together. You know, right now we have in the teens, we have 33 teens in the teen ministry. Currently we have 23 that are actively participating. And we're still kind of scratching our hair trying to figure out how do we get connected with the teens that are not actively participating. And 
that you know the fact that they're not actively participating it's not the end of the world we just want every team that is growing up in the church to feel I know where I was loved and my only concern is from our end as team leaders because of all the things we're doing we can't reach those those ten right now but we do want to make sure that they are know I know where I was loved so when it's time to seek God, they're going to know where they were loved. They're going to know where to go. We also have a large group of junior high ministry. And even a larger group of preteens. And so it's so encouraging that, again, God handpicked all of us. And we all know parenting can provide a lot of stress, a lot of insecurity. And so our son is 18 months, and I already feel a lot of stress and a lot of insecurity. But I am happy to announce that Tina is pregnant. So here we go, number two. But you know what? I'm excited that our kids... Wow, it feels really cool to say that. Um... One, have a promise from God that when Tina was baptized, that when I was baptized, God committed Himself to giving our unborn children a promise. Ezra is running around with his little drool and little fro with a promise from God. Hopefully our baby daughter, we're hoping it's a girl, is being formed with a promise from God. And so is your preteen. So is your junior high teen. Or so is your teen. And we know God is faithful. Well, how is God going to fulfill His faithfulness? One part of how God is going to fulfill His faithfulness is through youth leaders. And for every youth leader, I have a name for them. They're agents of the promise. Because God always uses people to fulfill the promise. They don't have the full responsibility but they have a very crucial part in fulfilling God's promise. So I see myself as an agent of the promise. I don't say it out loud because that sounds really prideful. But I do think about it because it inspires me. So one, I want you to feel comfort that, you know what? Your kid has a promise from God. And even if you were born, if you're baptized and your kids were already of age, hey, that scripture still applies to you. Amen? And the promises for those that are far off. You know, a few years ago, it was so encouraging. In one of our high school Bible talks in PV, uh, a teen named Mike Bailey was met. Great heart, studied the Bible. He reached out to his parents, and his parents are right here. Because they too were baptized. Now their daughter, Tennis, has also become a disciple and is in the teen ministry. And that's Rick and Jennifer. The promise is also for those who are far off. And we're not there to discuss that yet, as far as a plan for those that are far off. Tonight is really to discuss us here. Amen? So when you think about family ministry, let me, let me hear from you. What makes a family ministry? Yeah. Well, like everybody in the family, I mean, I have a lot of very large extended family in Chicago, so I like to be in this kind of... I think it's good for my kids. 
great setting for us to be just really honest with each other and encourage one another. Amen? Yeah. Advice and support. Advice and support, yes. I love that about family. Yeah. Unity. Yeah. Place to know you're welcome. You're not walking alone. My best friends are here. Yeah. Redirecting each other back to God. Great. Acceptance. Hope. That's right. Them hearing one one giant family agreeing on the same things. There's no confusion. They feel secure. The fact that our kids can run over to someone else and say, Can you help me with my parents? That's great victory. Because that means they're not going to be isolated in the room, in their thoughts, receiving criticalness from Satan, and labeling themselves and their parents, but that they can go and then they get to experience openness. And then they get to put that into practice. Yeah. Amen. To love children that are not your own. Become a spiritual uncle. A spiritual aunt. For the single parents, don't we love the fact that we can grow up in the church because our, our sons and daughters can have a family that us on our own cannot have. Last one, yeah. Structure. Clarity. That definitely provides confidence in their teen, our teens and our youth. Amen. But you know, as I think about our family ministry in South Bay, you know, family has to meet together. So if we're going to be a family ministry, when do we meet together? You know, on Wednesdays, we're kind of on a different page, on a different night, on a different location. Sunday is centered about worshiping God. We can't really have connection time on Sunday except, you know, a few people here and there, but not as a family ministry. Friday devotional, well, we have three different ministries with three different events in three different locations, and sometimes they're all on the same night and they cause a lot of stress. And we're going to work on that one. But you know, without youth ministry night, we don't have a setting to meet together. Can't do it Wednesday, can't do it Friday. Can't do it Sunday. And youth ministry night really is scheduled just nine times in the year. It's an investment. But if we remove youth ministry night, then when are we going to have family time? Now we can have family time separately or by, you know, the teen ministry parents and different things like that. But then does that make us a family ministry? And so that's the thing that I really want to just think about. Yeah. 
Yeah, let me let me be more clear about that. Yeah. It's not that no one is against it. It's that in the past the attendance hasn't been great. The contribution of different parents bringing food, being here, hasn't been great. So there's no enemy, there's no bad guy. We just want to, I just want to address mainly the fact that how important this is. And so I'm not more leaning towards someone, are we not going to have it? I'm more saying, if we're going to have it, let's make this great. And let's be intentional about our time together. And I'll, I'll elaborate a little bit more on what that means. Um, okay? Let's be more deliberate and let's make them awesome. You know, one thing that we all love about Thanksgiving is family and food. And so one of the things that we want to be intentional about is having great food. Every time we meet, it's like Thanksgiving. We bring the best. So that's more of where I'm leaning towards. Providing the best for a setting like tonight. Amen? So once again, there's no one that's trying to get rid of it. But others who have experienced stronger... You know, it's kind of, we're kind of wondering, hey, is, is everyone understanding the purpose of tonight? So I think tonight is really about understanding the purpose of youth ministry, youth ministry night. You know, look at this passage here. If a kingdom is divided against itself, that kingdom cannot stand. If a house is divided against itself, that house cannot stand. Now, there's no division here. But my question is, is there unity? So this scripture doesn't necessarily apply, but it, the principle there is, is needed for us to evaluate Meaning, if we're going to have youth ministry nights, my appeal, my request to you is that all of us are committed to making them excellent. And one of the things that we're lacking, and I'm getting a little ahead of ourselves, but I want to express it so it's clear, is we don't have a youth council yet. And the purpose of the youth council is to put together the content, the curriculum of what is going to be taught to the parents. And this is not a team leader led, this is not a staff person led, this is a parent led council that addresses the needs and is proactive on different challenges so that we are equipped. And again, but if the youth council is not in place, if no one, not the whole group is committed to youth ministry night, and only some kids come, only some families come, well, they're not connecting with the other families. And so therefore, we're not unified. Does that make sense? So, you're here, I'm kind of preaching to the choir, you love it, that's why you're here. But there's many who perhaps have not gained the conviction to be here. I don't think they're against it. I just don't think they've discovered the value of meeting together. Are we on the same page here? And so we really got to strive towards unity. And so, again, we don't want youth ministry to be a little chaotic. We don't want youth ministry to be random. We, don't, we want it to be deliberate. And we want it to be led by you. Amen? 
Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely one of the things we're going to, uh, you know, we're not going to commit to a youth council tonight, but I do, I am going to explain what, what that is, how often you guys are going to meet, and things like that. Um, okay? Um, I think something that would be helpful is that if there are any of these 10 teams that don't come, it would be nice to know who they are so that if I could be friends with one of them, I could call and say, hey, I'll take you, or, I mean, you know, I mean, us that are here can help pull some of these people in, but I'm trying to think, well, I don't know, I don't know which kind of want, so, I mean, if you want help with that, then I think we just need to know where the families who are yeah. so that we can say, hey, I really want you to come with me, and I'll put the kid, or whatever, just to make sure they come. Yeah, no, and, and, and part of the plan here is going to be to provide for that. You know, life is tough. And for the teens that are not active, again, it's not the end of the world, but you know what saying can do to those parents. The Bible says, hope deferred makes... The heart's sick. We don't want any parent to walking around defeated or guilty because we know saints preaching to them guilt, 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 guilt. And so we want to make sure they're all taken care of. But even so, you look at the preteen attendance, if there's preteens that are not coming consistently to the preteen events, they're the future ten they will not be involved. Why? Because their friends are not going to be in the church. So with the same with the junior high. Amen? And so we're going to decide here tonight, but I think we already, we already know what we want. The main point, the main goal, I think, for youth ministry nights is relationships. You know... Again, we all love family. We all love big gatherings, even though there's drama. But we love getting together. Our kids, your kids, they love spending time together. And the more that they grow up together, the more they're going to rescue each other from different challenges, from different temptations. The more they're going to provide love and security for one another. But a setting like tonight is so unique because they get to be together as they're, as they're growing up. So the purpose of youth ministry night really is to connect. Can I have you say that word? Connect. What's the purpose of youth ministry night? To connect. Well, who do you connect to? Well, you have 21 youth leaders that are kind of involved in your kids or they're going to be involved with your kids as they grow up, you might want to connect with them. You have other parents who are undergoing the same kind of challenges. Hey, we can, we can connect. You have parents that have the same age group as your kids and the same gender and same challenges. Man, you can connect right there. Your kids may not be have best friends in the church yet, so this is a great time to connect. The purpose of Youth Ministry Night really is to connect. As a team leader, we love Youth Ministry Night because we have a meal. But also, it saves us like 20 phone calls because we see everyone here. Amen? And it helps us to continue to be team leaders because we experience family. 
You see, as a team leader, and I speak for all the team leaders, without youth ministry nights, you don't feel like you're in a family ministry. Because your ministry is in the car, or that little Debo, or the little small group. And so, you see everyone Sunday, but Sunday is Sunday, and it's awesome. But you don't, you don't feel like you're in a family ministry as a youth leader, because you never really interact with the parents. That's why youth ministry. We all need to be super excited to come. It's the most joyful time of the month there to just show up with our best dish. With all of our kids. Reminding friends to make sure that they're here because we want to we wanna connect. You know, Jesus is obviously an expert builder of family. As He chose His guys, Mom and His brothers show up and they're like, Hey Jesus, Mama wants you home. Jesus says, someone told him, your mother and brothers are standing outside wanting to speak to you. He replied to him, who is my mother and who are my brothers? Pointing to his disciples, he said, here are my mother and my brothers. You know, if you're Peter, how are you feeling right now? Bros. He loves me. He really loves me. I mean, just... He feels like, man, I can, I can conquer the world right here. Why? What is Jesus doing? He's prioritizing. He's not neglecting mom. He's not neglecting his brothers. But he's prioritizing. Our challenge is, we don't have a facility on a Friday night. So one of my challenges, I speak personally, is to meet together on a Saturday night. But you know what? I need to prioritize. It's nine times a year. And we already explained all the great reasons as to why to be here. So, as we schedule them, and we roll them out to you, circle the dates, and we're going to make sure that the preteens, the junior high, and the teens, we're all in the same calendar along with the marriage and working together so that we can deliberately make these nights, we, it's clear when we meet, why, why we're meeting, and all that. But again, all of us need to prioritize. We have a lot of other engagements, a lot of other meetings, a lot of other things to do on a weekend. But if we have the dates rolled out for you, I want to appeal to you to prioritize Youth Ministry Night. It's only nine times a year to come and connect. Amen? (laughs) Connect four! You know, you have the... you guys remember this game? You don't see boxes like that, covers like that anymore, right? Like, kids don't look like that anymore. Um, anyway. But you have the junior high ministry, the preteen, the teen, and the married. Again, without youth ministry nights, we're not going to be able to connect. And so you're going to have four different... Voices, four different directions, and we're not going to really get anywhere as a family. Amen? And each of these ministries, they have their deliberate focus that is separate from the other ministries, as it should. But again, tonight provides a clear direction for all four to, to connect. Another great reason, transitions. You see... A preteen gets a little insecure when they go to high school. And in high school, 8th graders, when they go into high school, or, you know, high school, 
junior high, eighth grader coming into high school, that's a huge transition. But if they see each other all the time in a setting like tonight, it makes going from the preteens to the junior high fairly easy. Why? Because the junior high leaders, they already know the families and the preteens that are coming into the junior high ministry. The teen leaders, we already are, we're going to know who these 8th graders are and who these families are way in advance, not two weeks before they come into the teen ministry. And so it makes the transitions very natural, very normal. But again, the enemy to this transition is not showing up. Because if people are constantly in the habit of not coming together, and we're specifically talking about Youth Ministry Night, then the transition is not going to be very good. And we all know the transitions are very dangerous. Another benefit, again, it's the friendship. They're growing up together. They may not understand what the lesson was about tonight, but they were together. We do want to understand the lesson, but grateful they're together. Again, for you as families, you get to know each other's kids. You kind of, oh, I didn't know you had a third kid. Hey! You kind of get to know each other's, each other's kid. And it helps the parent and youth leader have that connection time regularly at a focused setting. Amen? I think you're convinced already. Another thing, and this is the, the last, second point, the final point is it equips. It equips the parents. To what? To address family matters. And this is a play of words, right? Family matters, but there's also some challenge. There's some issues. You know, I don't want to spend too much time, but we all know that the message that our kids are growing up hearing, most of that message is directly opposite of God's message. And they're growing up with two world views. One's going to dominate the other one. And so we want to make sure that we are getting time as parents to be equipped. And you get to, at times here from the youth leader's perspective, from the junior high leader's perspective, from the team, from the pre-teen's perspective, from other qualified professional disciples, whether it be teachers, doctors, psychologists, to come and provide equipment, tools, guidance, for the parents, so that we all together hear these messages, have a discussion about these topics, and keep each other accountable and build each other up moving forward. And so our, our youth ministry knives need to be excellent. They need to be great. And we're going to close out here with the, uh, the role of the youth council. But you know, in West LA, they, 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 they've continued to have... Um, the youth ministry nights, and they put together, you know, their, their youth council, this is kind of the first church in L.A. who's done it, and so they're, they're you know, they're, they're, they're a little bit ahead of us. Um, but it's really cool because all other regions throughout L.A. are starting to apply youth ministry nights, so it's really, really encouraging. And the one that spearheaded all this was the West L.A. with, with the Galanx. And so they put together their curriculum for the next few meetings. The spiritual dangers in the classroom. And then they have disciples who are teachers come and teach the parents, hey, this is the curriculum that we're teaching, and here's what happens in the classroom, and here's some challenges, and here's some tips. And here's some conversations to have. The parents walk away like, I didn't know that. I'm so grateful that 
now I know a little bit of what's going on in there so that I can connect with my sons and daughters. Substance without substance. This was last night. Two professional disciples talking about how do you know when your kid is using drugs? What happens? You know, when we were growing up, all of us, the gateway drug was marijuana, right? Now, it's uh, whatever's in the cabinet. That's now the gateway drug. And so, again, just different tips, and the parent, the teens had a different discussion on uh, the effects of marijuana uh, from another parent, and it was well attended and well received. Uh, the next one is the, the Bisharas are going to do conflict resolution, you know, because we can have some challenges. And I do want to say something about that, you know, uh, if you're not unified with the other parents of preteens, a house divided cannot stand. Parents of junior high kids, if you're not unified and you're not working together and there's conflict and there's division and there's drama and you're being dragged into that, those friendships are not going to stand. House divided cannot stand. So we definitely want to, you know, be unified. But that's one of the things they'll be, they'll be talking about. And I'm not sharing that to compare or anything like that. Just as a tool of, hey, here's what we can have here in South Bay. Amen? Instead of speaking the truth in love, we will all, in all things, grow up into Him who is the head, that is Christ. From Him the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. We all have to do our part to show up, to prioritize, to come ready to be engaged, to prepare our kids when they're here. Not to drop them off and they run around, but to deliberately introduce them to other people. And we'll talk about more you know, in our next setting, and then we'll roll out a more uh, filled content here for the, for the year as far as our curriculum. And by then, by our next meeting, we'll have our, our youth council together and we'll be able to present the youth council to you. It may be some of you. So that's going to be exciting. But we all have to do our part. So what's the purpose of Youth Ministry Night? To connect. To build relationships. To equip the teens. To equip the parents. To equip the youth leaders. That's my appeal to you. You know, at the end of this passage it says, Be like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and purpose. Without Youth Ministry Nights, it's going to be very challenging for us to be like-minded. Because there's one message in the preteen lessons, there's one message in junior high, there's one message in teens, there's one message in your small groups and the marriage, as it should, because there's different needs. But to come together like this, to put together a year-long curriculum, to build up some great families, and you guys, your kids seeing you over here swinging in the air aimlessly, just acting silly, it may seem a little dumb at first, but it's... It goes a long way. They're going to remember. They're going to talk about Nintendo for like four days or something like that. They're going to ask you, can I get a Nintendo? Say yes, they're cheap. <laughs> but we want to build some great memories. So let's be, let's be like, like-minded. Amen? I think we all agree we want Youth Ministry Night. We need Youth Ministry Night. Amen? We want to connect. And so the next step is 
in my mind too, and I'll, I'll, I'll open it up here for you guys to share among yourselves, you know, here openly. But the next step for me is for us to assemble a youth council and to have a youth council leader. And we're not going to nominate and we're not going to pick here tonight. Uh, we're going to be praying, having different conversations. But we want the youth council to be of parents and, to be, and for each ministry to be represented. And so that we want a parent who represents the preteen ministry. We want a parent who represents the junior high ministry. We want a parent that represents the singles or the, the teen ministry. We want a parent that represents single parents. We, we, we want a parent who represents blended families. That will be a big enough group right there. With about six people. And so we're going to be put together. And so the next time that we meet here, which is October 20th, that's our next youth ministry night. Um, by then we'll have our youth council together. Amen? And then when we meet in Thanksgiving, we're just going to have a Thanksgiving feast and celebration that the team has been built. And then in January, we'll roll out this curriculum. So when we look back in 2013, we can say, wow, as parents, we covered this, we covered this, we covered this, we covered this, we covered this. And we can be equipped and connected. Amen? Yeah. Yeah. What? The commitment of it? Yeah. So what the youth council is going to do is they're going to be in charge of all of youth ministry next. So they'll be in charge of putting together uh, the meal list. They'll be in charge of putting together a cleanup crew and just they're going to be delegating that but also who's going to be teaching let's 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 get the sources throughout the LA people that are qualified we want them to come and speak uh, different things uh, like that um, amen and so what they're going to their meeting time is uh, it could be down to just one meeting a month uh, and the rest could be done through email uh, but they can get to, they can get all of that done uh, one meeting a month, and so uh, I myself will be a part of that meeting and kind of be helpful, make myself available for those those settings. Um, amen. So we all agree we're going to keep and make Youth Mystery Night great. I hope tonight the vision is very clear on what youth ministry is all about, and I hope you you bought in. And get committed at heart to the youth council or to the youth ministry now. Amen? Any other words or thoughts that any of you guys want to share quickly and then we'll transition. So we'll go one, two, three, four. I was just going to say something maybe to even add to it is like um, maybe just, you know, once in the fall or once in the spring, the things like too much. But having something in addition to this, like just a fun night. So we all do something kind of fun together. You know, I mean, I was going to say maybe to do the night in my backyard, you know, like I say, or um, go to some of that with the kids together. But that would be kind of a fun thing to do, I think. Amen. Great. Going out, having spaces, like a lake or... Yeah, we can plan a yearly family ministry, everyone together, a little vacation or, or you know, weekend. Um, yeah, that's awesome.
would be the idea, so that it can provide those discussions. I think as for now, I think we're a little over time for that. Um, but what I can do is, um, if you want to write a little note to me, and I can share that with the future youth council on how to make tonight better, would that help? Either one. If you want to write something, you want to email me. I'll share with the youth council, you know, little tips you're saying to make tonight smoother, better, things like that, right? I see what you're saying. That's great. So what, what can we can do is the next time we meet, is I'll have a survey. People can write down, hey, here's, my, here's the need, here's what I see specifically for the ministry. But also you can, between that, email me in time. You know what I did that might work is That's a great idea. Yes. I'll send that out as a reminder this week. Uh, who are the people that are going to share? Yes. Yeah, I mean, it's parents of teens, parents of junior high, but we can put together a, a group. Yeah, we can do that. Yeah, sounds great. Uh, last two, Sandy and then Kevin. Right. 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 Yeah. 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 I mean, if you want to be a part of it, by all means, please, you know, come to me. Um, but I also want to have specific people that are already involved, that we're already working with, kind of thing, to be a part of that. Um, okay? And so then and then we'll kind of let, you know, the shepherding couple, we'll kind of let the room for the Holy Spirit to decide who's going to be a part of that. But if you truly just feel passionate about it, you want to be a part of it, by all means, please let me know uh, tonight and, and we, can work, we can work that out. And that's, yeah. And that's why we want to get someone that can represent... Right. Yeah. 
God, and that's why we want to get someone that can be a voice for each and every ministry and each and every situation. Uh, last one. sharing that. Alright, we'll have the last two here. Yes, manager.
Again, that's another reason why times like tonight can provide that kind of equipment where eventually we can even have the singles kind of join us because they have needs too, and that's our future team leaders, future mentors. Last one. Yes, we are. can do that. And again, our, our youth leadership here that we presented, we just assembled. So we haven't gone to everyone. We haven't gone to, you know, different things. We're still kind of in the beginning process. But we do want uh, every junior high and every team to be set up with a mentor, if they're open to it, a discipler, if they're open to it. Um, so that's definitely where we are We are headed. Uh, amen? Guys, it was great being able to connect with you. Uh, looking forward to meeting together and growing here as a family ministry. Amen? Amen. Guys, we're dismissed. You're dismissed. Thank you so much. There's some announcements for the team ministry up on the, on the screen if you...